This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk. Brian Barrett, station manager here at WGNS, joining us today. Brian, how many years have you been here? Oh, let's see. I'm going to pull out the old calculator for that. So I started working here in 19... 19- Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk. Brian Barrett, station manager here at WGNS, is joining us today. Brian, how many years have you been here? Oh, let's see. i got to pull out the old calculator for that. So I started working here in 1993, so that would be 28 years. Okay. A day uh, or two. day or two, yeah. <laughs> um you know, we've been i think it's like the 24th year we've been doing this show something like that yeah you know? now many of those first years um were you know working part-time and going through college and and all that kind of thing and i i did go to nashville to work at tennessee radio network for about 12 years but i still stayed here doing high school games and such but it's been 13 years i've been back full-time did you do a head count? Uh, did you do a count this year on the number of games WGNS did? Yeah, games and shows. We were down a little bit over uh, normal. We had eight games during that uh, spring fling week that we broadcast. So we had 152 games and coaches shows and all that kind of thing, all high school related. Well, we've been in the 100 and 173. I think was our largest covid kind of changed things this yeah. year but we we were honestly very lucky this past season to be able to get in what we did i think i thought we'd kind of take a look back at the year and then look ahead with football coming up before we know it i hate saying that but it's coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> summers don't last very long no they don't uh you know they're all the kinds of things during the year that you put off and think well you've got time to get that done this summer and then once summer's here it's hard to get through that list of things get equipment ready to go and all that kind of thing and uh get ready because once high school launches it's just a few weeks later and mtsu launches too and um so we've got a lot going on usually yeah there's plenty of sports here on the good neighbor station you know you look back um i didn't even think we were gonna have football at least not starting on time like it did um and you know every school in the county with the exception of eagleville was affected in one way or another by covid whether it was blackman missing game or rockvale missing its last two or three games or an opponent of every team so it affected everybody but you know we got through it and um fortunately you know, for a team like Oakland, um, they went all the way through because, you know, if you got it during the playoffs, you're out. Right. So you were, you know, 
they were lucky to get that season in, I think. You know, there there are a lot of things that I, I remember about the football season. And, and as you were talking about, you know, first of all, are we going to be able to have the season or not? And I think everybody, coaches, players, anybody that had anything to do with high school sports was very surprised that we started on time. I think everybody had already thought, well, here, here are some hybrid ways to get a regular season in. And we're – fully expecting that to happen and it's almost like when the plug was pulled it's like okay let's go and um it it was very much a roller coaster ride from one week to the next you know or put a broadcast plan together and all of a sudden that game's canceled and um oakland and stewart's creek they lose their opponents in the same week and decide to play each other and i mean it was just very weird things happening it was reminiscent of spring sports because you have that in spring sports with weather and everything else and yeah football was uh, very much like that it was very much a week-to-week thing well of course oakland went through the whole season unscathed and um clearly about as dominant of a team as we've seen um you know, Riverdale's had dominating teams. Uh, Oakland has. But it's it's not uncommon to see a state champion have a loss or two. Right. I mean, they never even sniffed a loss. I mean, and the good thing about them, all, those, all that young talent they got probably played about as much as the starters did. Well, yeah, because they got big leads and, you know, second half, maybe the starters play a series or two and then – all of a sudden, these younger guys who we're going to see some of those this year, I would say, got got a lot of playing experience. Um, you know, I, I thought when Oakland played Brentwood, to me, that was the the eye opener because everybody talked about and Brentwood was a, a, a great football team, but that to me said Oakland's kind of on a different level than everybody else. Yeah. And you know, you have to look at Riverdale and in any other year, if Oakland weren't that dominant they might have had a chance to go all the way, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, Will Kreisky had a really good squad out there. So, uh, But that that was when I thought this this Oakland team could be, if they could stay healthy and stay away from COVID, um, it could be very special. And to see some of the things even the coaches did, you know, with Coach Creasy not even living in his home for, what, about a month or so, yeah. <laughs> get through the playoffs. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a pretty wild ride, but um, – you know, and you always are scared about that day after Thanksgiving, and somebody's got to beat Marable. I yeah. mean, that seems to be the litmus test in uh, in six A football, and likely we'll have to do that again this year. Oh, I'd say. Um, well, you know, and we had other successes in the fall. Um, Seagulls volleyball team uh, finished runner up to a great Brentwood program, and you know, some about them, uh, and it's got to be you got to give kudos to the development at the middle school level you know i mentioned several times on this show that the big difference i see now in this in athletics as opposed to when um i was in school is the emphasis on athletics at the middle school level yeah you know kids come up as freshmen it's not uncommon for them ready to play but they the the seagull community their their volleyball has to have great because they lose players every year but they're always there right and and, you know the i i think one thing that we've seen you know is our our county has grown and we open up new high schools it's always well it's going to be down a little bit and we, we never have had huge dips and i think that's because of while we may be opening more high schools you still have that de- development in the uh, the middle school level. The TMSAA uh, is is now a, a pretty big player, and uh, you know I, I I think we see the day when it's as big or maybe bigger since there are more middle schools than yeah. the TSSAA and enrollment and things of that nature. And they're doing you know state tournaments and making it really special for these kids. And let's face it, you and I know that there are many times that the middle school level that's that's where these kids you know athletically may end their athletic career so it's it's a great opportunity for them to get a taste of sports and things of that nature but um you know i 
I don't know how else you, you, you look at it. You're, you're developing a program. I've, I've heard Coach Creasy talk about it. You get these kids from the middle school level, and they come in and, and compete, and they compete on a high level. And then you have uh, the freshman teams, and you got their they've got their own coaches. And freshman teams work to develop to JV and, and right on up. And it's it's very much a program in not only football but all sports. I'd say yeah, football, the Oakland football and Blackman basketball, to boys basketball to me are very similar. And they of course they got you got two really good coaches. You got tremendous talent. But that talent has to wait its turn. Yeah. And a lot of kids don't like waiting their turn. You know, when you mention that, immediately what pops into my mind is Barry Wortman. Barry's basketball teams are always consistent. Uh, he, he's, he's got a 20-win team just about every year. And um, very reminiscent of what Randy was able to do at Oakland High School back in the day. And, you know, you don't see a lot of freshmen and sophomores out there on the floor. They're, they're juniors and seniors, and, and they do wait their time. But that's when it's not that they're not being coached up and, and here's the philosophy and how we do things. And um, I think Barry gets buy-in just about as good as anybody. Yeah, he does. And we had um, two golfers at Oakland finishing the top five. Garrett Chumley, who's going to UT Martin, shot nine under par in two days. Typically, that would win it. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake Garland, who will be back, also a top five golfer. Um, um, we had um, two girls at um, uh, PCA led their team to the state. And uh, they were an eighth grader and a freshman. So, you know, their future looks bright. So that's kind of a look at the first half of the year. Uh, we'll come back here after this break and um, – talk about the second half you're listening to all sports talk this portion of the show brought to you by first bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906 that's first bank we'll take a break and be right back South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. We at Ferret Construction offer a 24-hour emergency service. Whether your shingles are blown off your roof, you have a tree on your roof, or if your whole house flooded, we offer a 24-hour emergency service. That's why it's important to shop local. They're your neighbors, and they take care of you. We're family here at Ferret Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Ferret Construction. Call 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company. Fox Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Fox Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. 
Mail it to you. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Brian Barrett, station manager here at uh, WGNS, and he, you can hear him with live coverage of a game uh, every Friday night for sure in um, football and a couple, three nights and sometimes more in basketball. So, um, Brian, we, we go to the winter, and it looks like the the COVID is um, spiking again. Yeah. And again – I thought if they got one round of district basketball games in, they would be lucky. Just enough to see, to have seeding for a tournament. Turns out they got them all in. But once again, every program affected one way or another. I, I, I think basketball, after looking out, out of the whole season – with all the sports, I think basketball had the toughest time. Mm-hmm. Indoor sport. Yeah. And that that was the big thing. You know, we were coming off of football and had success, got to the championship games and all that kind of thing. And everybody was feeling pretty high about that. And then, as you mentioned, the the numbers kind of spike. Um, We even (laughs) – the broadcast team here went through the month of December and uh, and battled COVID and and pretty tough stuff. And so you got all that going on. And teams come up with COVID and they're out for two weeks and, you know, district games having to be rescheduled and Christmas tournaments. I I think the month of December and January probably were the toughest to deal with. And then you had a big snow in there that dealt. I mean, it was just like the perfect storm. I I really don't know how we finished up, to be honest with you. Neither. But um, it was – turned about to be a, a really really interesting season and really a team that was probably affected most of anybody the lady blaze got through it all and um we're playing you know three games in four days and this i mean they were they were in state tournament mode <laughs> uh, much of the year and of course uh, they end up winning the 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 state championship Jennifer Grandstaff's first. Of course, she spent many years at Oakland. And um, I think Jennifer, taking that year off, she put so much pressure on herself. You know, she's a driven lady. And um, I think just stepping away from the game for a little bit and then, you know, going to a new setting, um, she just seemed relaxed and seemed like she had a lot more fun, I guess. Well, you know, you come in and – one of the first questions that she was asked after winning the state championship was about, you know, coming in to this situation, knowing that she had a team with talent and all that kind of thing. But even if you have that, it, there's no guarantee. And especially in this year of COVID, I mean, you know, I, I think Ayanna Moore probably didn't get as good of a look for maybe a missed basketball as as she probably deserved in that because they didn't you know their regular season and district schedule is pretty much played in about three weeks yep uh and and, but that 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 helped them i think to to make a run through but i i thought jennifer's answer to that was pretty good is that you know despite what 
what's there and what's in front of you. You still have to play the games and still have to win. And they had to battle some adversity and 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 get there. But I think what the big difference for her was it was not as much about winning that championship and having that championship. Yes, you want that, but that wasn't it's like she wasn't trying to grab at that particular goal as as being the only goal she just wanted these girls to play and get better and and get back in the game i I think she took pressure off of herself somehow in that year off and and uh i'm i'm happy for her i mean if, if anybody deserves i guess everybody that that coaches and plays thinks they deserve that but uh she's definitely put her time in uh but that question was well now that you've won that state championship is that it are you done She's still got that fire. Oh, yeah. She does. <laughs> and she's not done. One of my favorites since I've been in this business, no doubt, was her. I remember some parents were being parents mm. many years ago over at Oakland. And uh, I told uh, Mr. Nolan, I said, if you cave to those parents, I said, I'm going to blister you in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> just giving you a fair warning so but uh tremendous coach a great way to cap off that season and you know um wrestling went through okay yeah and then you know we don't talk a lot about it but we produced a few champions a lot of medalists and you know you talk about a contact sport exactly <laughs> and, yeah. you know they were able to get through that um and it was a it was it was a it was a good winter year the spring year obviously great again i mean you my goodness you look at the baseball race you know siegel made the the state there could have been four teams make the state uh you know yeah on, on a given year i mean you riverdale could have easily got there you know and but at the end it was um um, Siegel that had the most success did get to the state tournament, uh, got to the finals of their bracket, but they were kind of out of the the pitching and really their bats didn't really do much. Yeah, they the, they the bats didn't um, produce as much in in that postseason tournament. Um, but the, the, there was one game, the game against Science Hill, that sent them to the losers bracket. Oh. That was just brutal i mean it was the the, the bulk, bulk yeah that that call in that game and and they lose one nothing and then what happens there is you have to turn around and, and beat science hill twice and you've had to use more pitching along the way yeah. and they had they had one of their uh three starters ready to go in that one game and you know siegel gave it a valiant fight but it's it's really hard uh, you know i know it's double elimination but in baseball it is really hard to come out of that loser's bracket because you got to beat somebody twice. And I know Siegel did it in 2016, but pitch count and everything that's different now um, makes makes it pretty tough. But they had a had a great run to the Final Four. Sure did. Siegel's uh, softball team um, really thought they were the favorite going in. What, they lost one regular season game. Um, were just very dominant, dominant through the um, – postseason but you get there you run into a really good pitcher from dyer county um i think her dad's the baseball coach there yeah was a really good baseball player for them um and then you know you they drop the losers bracket that is a sport where you you've seen them come out of losers bracket um but they just they couldn't get their bats going and you know you you don't ever know when when a uh, you know a, a slump of sorts is going to pop up, and that's really what happened to them. Yeah, I mean they they had good pitching all year, and um, sometimes you can you can work through those uh, hitting slumps. But if it happens in a tournament like that, it's hard to to break free from it because you're you're seeing great pitching game in and game out every game that that you play, and if if the bats aren't going like you need them to, it's sometimes kind of hard to get that confidence back. Um, you know, and I think there was a lot of pressure on that Seagull team. It really was. And, you know, and it's, it's like it's a big deflator for you if you're a, a, a player because you, their goal is to win state championship, not, right. just, not just to get there and smell the roses. 
exactly you know, and that does put a lot of pressure on you but, unfortunately but there there was a team that got there this year and to smell the roses was a big thing for them for the very first time and they wind up in the championship game yeah eagleville <laughs> you know and and i talked to their assistant coach the other day and uh said you know um of all of our teams you know we had soccer team there that did really well in oakland's boys and i said I thought y'all'd be the first going home, but y'all were the last one standing, and did so with four eighth grade starters. Yeah, so I, I mean that's that was an amazing, um, amazing run that they had, and and they're they're bringing back all but just a few, and um, you know may may very well be the favorite for the next few years because Summertown is moving up in classification. So, um, and Summertown's always always there in softball it seems like so uh it's going to be exciting as you as you look ahead to that as well but yeah that was that was a a cool cool story and a cool experience for for eagleville and for the first time getting there to go to the championship game is pretty remarkable That's good stuff yeah brian barrett station manager and play-by-play voice of all of our high schools joining us today on all sports talk we'll take a short break and be right back and chip walters will join us with the blue raider insider report Coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. This crazy weather moving through Middle Tennessee right now. Use caution, common sense out here. It's busy up and down. Sections of 840. Hey, True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call 240-2811. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Hello again. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying... That wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Well, good afternoon, everybody. And let's, first of all, talk about some major awards for Blue Raiders student-athletes. Middle Tennessee standouts Keegan Chamati and Anastasia Hayes have been selected as the Mike Slive Conference USA Athletes of the Year as announced by the league office. Chamati was named Co-Male Athlete of the Year along with Marshall soccer star Vitor Diaz while Hayes was the selection for top female athlete after her sterling season on the hardwood for the Conference USA champion Lady Raiders. Since then, she has chosen to move on to play at Mississippi State. Chamati and Hayes are the first Blue Raider athletes to earn the honor since Ebony Rowe was named Female Athlete of the Year in 2014, which was Middle Tennessee's first year in Conference USA. Middle Tennessee is also just the second Conference USA member school to have two athletes win the honor, joining TCU, who swept the awards in the 2004-2005 season. So congratulations to Keegan Chamati and Anastasia Hayes, named Conference USA Athletes of the Year. All right, Conference USA has also uh, announced the conference basketball schedules for men and women. The new-look divisional format for the 21-22 men's schedule is now official with the league office releasing the full league slate for the upcoming season. Head coach Nick McDevitt's fourth season at the helm will see the Blue Raiders return to Thursday, Saturday home and road swings against different opponents within each week. The difference from past Conference USA schedules prior to last year, which was changed due to COVID-19 health concerns, is the divide into East and West divisions, which will see each team play their divisional opponents at home and away while facing only six of their seven cross-divisional foals, three at home, three on the road. Middle Tennessee will open on the men's side, will open at home on the New Year's weekend when it hosts UTSA and Murphy Center before welcoming UTEP into town on New Year's Day. And then after road swings to Rice in North Texas, the Raiders are back home against East Division foes FAU and FIU. And the full schedule for the men can be found on GoBlueRaiders.com. The uh, women's schedule uh, looks like this. The Lady Raiders open defense of their Conference USA Championship at UTSA on December 30th and they go to UTEP on New Year's Day. Middle did not face UTSA last year but matched up against UTEP in the semifinals of the Conference USA Championship. Middle's conference home opener is a rematch of last year's championship game as the Lady Raiders face Rice on January 6th before facing North Texas on January 8th. Following back-to-back home games, Middle has its longest road trip of the season with games at FAU and FIU on January 13th and 15th and at Southern Miss on January 22nd. And that stretch is followed by the longest conference homestand as Middle will play host to Marshall on January 27th, rival Western Kentucky on January 29th, and UAB on February 5th. And again, the full Conference USA schedule for Coach Rick Hensel's ball club can be found on GoBlueRaiders.com. That's it for this Thursday. We'll dive a little deeper into this schedule for our next report coming tomorrow. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. 
All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Brian Barrett, station manager at uh, WGNS, and you can hear him every Friday night before too long. I don't want to rush it, though. Yeah. You know, we'll enjoy a little bit of the summer. Um, Brian, um, the the landscape of the county sports uh, is going to look a little different this year. Very. In football, um, we um, – Smyrna and Laverne are going up to the metro area. Stewart's Creek is coming to the southern Rutherford County. And no longer will our teams play Warren County, Coffee County, or Cookville. Right, unless it's a non-league game. And I know somebody's so, got Warren County on the schedule. Uh, I can't remember who. Maybe Siegel. But, um, I, but yeah, that, that's that's no longer uh, a region opponent. I think that's good for, you know, Cookville and Warren County and Coffee. Uh, I, I think they're in a much more favorable area. Um, I think if you look at Stewart's Creek, Stewart's Creek may be thinking, you know, what did we do to deserve this? <laughs> I mean, what are they, a few miles away from Smyrna High School? And right they're down both, the road, yeah, yeah. And both in different regions. Um, now they will play in other sports in, in the same region together, but I think the thing that Oakland Blackman especially found the most difficult was trying to find more non-region opponents to play since it's only a five-team region. Yeah. Well, and I was talking about this yesterday. Um, Oakland plays Hendersonville again. Uh, that's been a yeah, uh, Hendersonville. We got to give them credit, and they've taken some pretty good whippings. Uh, but uh, their coach obviously feels like that's a game that they can still get something out of. And knowing, you know, this is what a, a winning team looks like. Well, it's, you know? a, it's a measuring stick for them. You know, they 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 want to see what where they need to get to to be able to compete against uh, a team like Oakland that's there every year. And then you've got Oakland um, going to Madison. Ridgeland Academy in Mississippi. And that's down uh, near Jackson. Yeah, so it's that's, that's a, about a six and a half hour drive. I that's think. a win, a winning program. Yep. They've got St. Um, John Paul II Academy out of Boca Raton, Florida coming here. They either played for a championship or won one. And then they play CPA. Yeah. So I mean that's a that's a tough non-conference schedule and they, and they were, also go to south pittsburgh yeah they they, they were lucky to get nine or ten, ten games, games this year yeah uh, i mean it looked like oakland was only going to play nine for a long time and i think that's when south pittsburgh came into the picture and and their schedule is very strange they've got a saturday game they've got two thursday games that they're playing uh this year uh you know they're playing on fall break week when everybody likes to be off just so they could have ten games so, um, you know, I, I know Oakland had some challenges with the schedule, and I'm sure, you know, there weren't a ton of people knocking on the door over at Blackman either, you know, and, and really here in Rutherford County for that matter. So just the number of games that they had to fill in non-region games I think was 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 pretty big there. But you've got somebody like Stewart's Creek who's got built-in rivalries with Laverne and, and Smyrna, so they automatically have a couple of games there. That, yeah that they're going to get every year. So I guess in, in that, maybe Stewart's Creek was the winner in that lottery. I remember Will Hester when he was at um, Laverne. And of course, he went on and won a state championship. It was at Ravenwood. Ravenwood, yeah. He, he, he was cutting up one day. He goes, he goes, we can't even schedule anybody. <laughs> he goes, we hadn't won a game. He goes, we won one game last year. We can't get nobody to play us just because of the league we're in. Yeah. And, and yeah. he not only went to Ravenwood and won, but won at Nolansville. And now he's back in the area. So, you know, a great coach and a great guy. But, yeah, he, you know, he, he did a really good job when he was at Laverne, too. Sure did. Mike Woodward's doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think he's, he's a great fit for that 
uh, school and seems to have the confidence of the kids and he had some athletes last year. I think he's going to have, uh, you know, uh, a, a little bit of a rebuild kind of a situation this year. But uh, I think he's the guy to do it there at Laverne. Um, and it just doesn't stop at football. We're going to have a different look in basketball and all the other sports, aren't we? We're going to four classes instead of three. Yeah, and and that's going to be really strange. Um, so I. I guess you would call it a murfreesboro district there you're going to have you know the five murfreesboro schools all there com- competing against each other and um stewart's creek will go up and play with uh, smyrna and laverne in that nashville area and those will be the two that are pitted against each other in region play so let's take baseball for instance if you've got Seagull baseball and Riverdale baseball that come out of the district and it's Stewart's Creek and Smyrna in the other district well then that's your region tournament matchups so and I think whatever comes out of, of that in the region will then go down in the Chattanooga area and the coffee counties and Cleveland's and and all the, the, the typical sectional round will still have similar opponents but the region will be completely different what is basketball looking like It'd be the same as same way. As, as same as as that setup. The basketball and, and and other sports that are that have districts, those districts are are kind of like a, a Murfreesboro and a Smyrna Laverne Nashville district. And Eagles even in the right. moving down right, and, and but I, arguably maybe into a tougher district than it was in. I I, I wondered about that, uh, just seeing the opponents and the people that they have to play, even though it is single A. Um, but they are able to renew some rivalries and things in there uh, as as well. But they're, you know, what do they kick things off with, Forrest? Yeah, right off the, <laughs> right off the bat, you know. And um, so we'll see. Uh, you got to go to Wayne County. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you another, I'm interested to see, uh, team in p- football is Rockvale this year. You know they won one game last year. The COVID hit them. This is the first time they've had a spring practice in three seasons. That's that's wild to me. You know that there have been so many things stacked against uh, that that program. Some some personal things that happened with uh, Coach Rice's son, and just a lot of adversity. And and hopefully this will be the year that <laughs> that you know now that they've had their first ever spring practice and 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 go in it this summer fully last year you know didn't know what was going to happen so summer was cut and and scrimmages and things and so i I, i'm hoping that this year will be one of those years where can really see some progress and i i think we will some pretty good young talent i I, rockvale baseball for instance they're they're going to have they're going to have they're pretty loaded you know so uh, I know Bill Hockenberry's excited about their sports out there and girls basketball, and so I, I think this may be kind of a, a breakout year at Rockville in sports. You're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take our final break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney, Here on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. We still have the traffic flow out here on 24 coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. This crazy weather moving through Middle Tennessee right now. Use caution, common sense out here. It's busy up and down. Sections of 840. Hey, True Friends Movie Company is hiring. Call 240-2811. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, 
or online at www.freaksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Back to All Sports Talk, joined today by Brian Barrett, station manager here at WGNS, and also does all the sports play-by-play games with John Dinkins throughout the course of the year. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, we did also have a state champion at uh, Spring Fling uh, in Amani Moore of uh, Rockville. Mm-hmm. She won the long jump by a healthy margin we'll just put it that way yeah and it was interesting because i was out there she would long jump she the long jump was the furthest away it could be from the high jump she would do the long jump she would run back over there and do the pole vault i mean the high jump then she'd go back and do the long jump and she ended up finishing third in the I jumped. Yeah, so. I mean, she was actually just virtually running back and forth between those two because yeah. they were going on at the same time. Good little time. basketball player, too. Yeah, yeah. Really uh, good athlete. She, you know, they had success this year and, and got to the region, and, you know, she was she was spark plug. She's fast as lightning, for sure. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> well, as we said, football's coming up. You know, you were talking about um, um, uh, non-district games. um Blackman has always played a tough schedule. They got Brentwood right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, they go to Gallatin this year. That's a new opponent. They go to Summit, uh, another state another state champion. Uh, and they've got Antioch. And they've got – and they're at Cookville. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Laverne. They've got Rockville and Siegel, so they're keeping it in the county. Um they also play in Stewart's Creek and Dixon County. Um, Oakland, we talked about theirs. Riverdale, they've got uh, Franklin, Rossview, Shelbyville. Which is now a 6A. Uh-huh. And East Nashville, which is always a yeah. really good 3A team. Um, Smyrna, um, but still playing Stewart's Creek. Matter of fact, they open the season against one another. Uh, they're also playing Rockville. They're um, also playing um, Riverdale, I think. Riverdale and Dixon County. Uh, Stewart's Creek, uh, play Smyrna. Um, East Nashville. Uh, at Franklin. Uh, and Wilson Central. So, and, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. New look. Um, I think you're... You know, if you go in right now, you're thinking you're whatever order you want to put them in. Oakland, I'm going to be the favorite, obviously. And then Riverdale, Blackman. Um, then after that, that fourth spot is going to be up for grabs between, more than likely, between Creek and Siegel and Rockville. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, going to the playoffs, there's, there's really only going to be one left out in the dark. Yeah. You know, when when you or two, because I forgot to add Rockville in that, um, and I said earlier five team region, but there there you have five region opponents, and um, you know I I think one a couple of storylines that are going to come out this year. You know, you've got new coach at Blackman. Um, I think they've been able this summer in some seven on sevens and things like that to raise a few eyebrows. I I think they're they're going to have some attention. Um, Oakland and Blackman will play the Friday right before fall break. And so it'll be later on in the season. And I, 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 I think, and I think you do too, that, that that's probably going to be one and two. And, and Riverdale's one of those unknowns. They've got some holes to fill after having a great season last year. But as they build their program, they, they want to stay there in the running and in the thick of things. But uh, it's going to be an interesting race there for sure, I think. I th- mentioned this the other day. Um, interesting, most teams practice early in the morning. Blackman practices at 4 yeah. to 6 in the heat. Um, they um, Their coach takes pride in their team really being in shape because they want to ru- run as many plays as possible. Right. 
so his he told his kids um you know you're gonna play in the heat we're gonna practice in the heat yeah what and, the first probably at least half the season is it's usually brutal if not more yeah. i remember doing a game uh going to a game one year when my daughter was cheering at oakland um was oakland at blackman and it was brutal and them kids were dropping left and right the refs were calling extra timeouts yeah for water breaks and that game lasted like three and a half hours because everybody kept cramping up yeah well i the game between those two that i'll never forget is that one that they played on sunday the tv Ooh, game. it was hot man it was i mean they had to there there was the possibility of not being able to play the game and call the game and it was on espn and it was like you know if the temperature gets to this or that we're gonna have to you know not play and it was heat of the day it it was at least 115 in the press box because yeah. they have thermometer in there <laughs> you know and then they're not going to do it and they sure don't listen to me or you i wish colleges would back off these friday night games oh yeah it's bad and just and um because i know middle had a couple last year didn't they yeah they did and, and um i mean it's just i don't think it's i just don't think it's good you know let the kids have their night on friday you already do it on thursday isn't thursday saturday yeah i mean you know so um but again they do not um, elicit my input on that you know I, i've never had a request for what do you think uh or a phone call from any of them <laughs> <laughs> and neither but anyway should be a uh should be another fun year and hopefully we've got the covid um hopefully behind us i mean it's not over yet i mean we saw that right. um saw that last weekend with the college world series well you know i i think there's probably going to be a push to get as many athletes vaccinated as as possible yep. and um i think the college world series probably was an eye-opening thing in terms of that and um you know i i i really think football teams are looking forward to uh and and all sports being able to get fans back in because i i don't know that we could have monetarily these programs could have continued with a year like last year i mean last year was a loss in yep. terms of money couldn't fundraise the way that they normally did all those things i don't i don't know especially you know programs who haven't been able to you know play 15 games like oakland in in a, in a season you know i think of laverne and you, you know some of those rockvale for instance trying to a brand new program you can't bring in and generate money by having fans in the stands and selling concessions and things like that another year of that i don't i just i just don't think some of it would have been around after that so i'm glad we're not going to have to deal with that quite as much this year all righty brian thanks for joining us today you bet we'll be seeing a lot of each other here <laughs> uh for sure here in the near future all right that's gonna do it for today's show everybody have a great rest of the day we'll talk to you next time Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parts Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.